podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome back to the Club Masterclass. Myself, Haydar Rabani, and I'm joined by Rob Blanchett. As always, guys, you can follow us on at TF Masterclass, at Haydar underscore Rabani, at underscore Rob underscore B. Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, turn those notifications on. There's going to be so much more great content on this channel. Rob, Manchester United won a game. Manchester United collected a clean sheet, a 3-0 victory. Oli reverted to 3-5-2. It was a much-needed victory. You have to give him credit for securing the victory. It was three fantastic goals, three great goals, in fact. But I'm not too sure whether this is a long-term solution. It feels like to me that, um, you know, Oli's set up to save his job, and he's done that for another another week. And um, I'm not too sure when I looked at the selection, you know, whether he's going to be able to do this long-term. Yes, a victory and uh, a lesson in damage limitation. So I think what we've seen, obviously, in previous weeks is United trying to play out the system and the shape that they want to play, the tactics that they want to play, and it's been losing them games and goals. Yesterday, they ran into a really poor Spurs side that allowed certain things to happen. That really did help United. But I was intrigued to see what system and shape he would play before I, I was speaking to various people in the game were weak about would he make a kind of overt tactical change and the feeling obviously was that he had no choice but to make a tactical change like this uh, and reverting to essentially a 3-5-2 shape um, I've been talking a lot all week about Conte's 3-4-3 and we'll delve into that a little bit later on in the show but it was interesting to see that he did it because he didn't have long to sort this out on a training pitch maybe a couple of days and, you know, from what we're hearing on the ground, the, he informed the players of that decision and that they were really going to kind of drum it into them. And this system was about finding a way to get your experienced heads like Cavani and Ronaldo and get them to go and win you a football match. That script played out. It worked. It was a tactical choice. And this show is about tactics. So we're going to discuss it. Absolutely. And guys, we will definitely be talking Jaden Sancho. How is he going to fit into this? Um, into the system that could possibly be the system going forward. Uh, so make sure you keep your questions for that. Uh, Rob, there's a question here saying, when you debate at home, do you use the tactics board behind you? Rob will definitely be using that tactics board. So uh, watch this space, guys. And yeah, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Rob, let's start, as always, with the Who Scored graphics. We've taken this from Who Scored. And this is the uh, setup that Manchester United played. So, you know, on the face of it, 3-5-2. We saw that uh, Oli went, got Varane back. I think that was very key. You can see what a fantastic player he is. He's a, he's a rock at the back. And uh, it was great to see him there. Lindelof and Maguire joined him. I was quite surprised. I thought we might have seen Luke Shaw at left centre-back. We might have seen Alex Hellis at, uh, at wing-back. But uh, he went with Wan-Bissaka on the other wing-back. And then the midfield of McFred, McTominay, uh, Fred McTominay and Bruno Fernandes. And then he went for for the the combined age of around 70 up front with Cristiano Ronaldo and Edison Cavani. And they look, they repeat, repaid his favour. You know, they, you can't say that they didn't do that. They both scored fantastic goals. I thought Cavani in particular had a really good game. Ronaldo as well. Uh, 
didn't have to do the pressing side of it. We saw Cavani work like an absolute horse as per. But uh, what were your thoughts? Because there's a lot of different sort of interpretations of how we set up. You know, was it you know, three four one two? Was it a three four three? Um, I think it was pretty conclusively a three five two. Uh, I like it because I think that the squad is uh, should be comfortable playing this. But I think it's more with three four three that would work with the squad, and we'll talk about those attacking players later. Yeah, there's always subtle variations about what you do with the three at the back system. So there's no doubt for me that the system was a low block. So it was a low block, which basically means five at the back. But of course, in transition and also pushing the ball out, United did go and occupy more attacking areas. The reason why he played this system was for one reason only, and that is to free up Cristiano Ronaldo. So the shape there just says three, five, two. There was times when it was kind of, Three six one. There were times when it was more of a number 10 role for Bruno, breaking from the midfield, playing behind the two strikers. But you certainly didn't see the strikers press. You saw Cavani work hard because that's what he always does. That's his game. But what this did was it allowed Ronaldo to just turn up, do what Ronaldo does. Ronaldo wants the ball in the box. Ronaldo scores. Absolute sublime goal. Fantastic goal. And as we say every week on the Masterclass, if you give Ronaldo chances, Ronaldo will score. The issue is connecting the dots and finding ways to get Ronaldo to play his optimum. And that means that you can't really tell him to press. So this was effectively a no-press system. United didn't press anything. They sat in shape and they said to Tottenham, come on to us, you know, find your space. I think alarmingly at times, Tottenham did pass the ball through United. But what you found also was that Tottenham's own deficiencies kind of stopped them from playing anything progressive. So how miserable did Harry Kane look yesterday with that team playing this system? He's at the top there uh, of a kind of 4-2-3-1 shape, but they were effectively playing five at the back for quite long periods of time. Uh, and, and it was a kind of good matchup for Ole. I think non Nuno's regressive tactics allowed United to come play this low block. And it wasn't your pure counter-attacking style uh, 3-5-2 or 3-4-3, three, three, which is what people might have thought that Oli would have gone for. It was more a low block to sit in shape to kind of eat up the space. Yeah, Robin, you can see here from the statistics on the screen again, it's from who scored. Manchester United had 10 shots to Tottenham's nine. I think in that first half, Spurs had some really good chances. You remember the, the Son chance where, where he blazed over and uh, look, I mean, no shots on target, I believe, um, from Spurs. But uh, one of the things I would say is that this was almost a perfect game for Manchester United to play because a Tottenham side that scored nine goals in nine games. I mean, they, they can't get a sniff. Harry Kane, as you mentioned, poor Sons uh, scoring a few here and there, conceded 13 themselves, I believe, up until this point. So it was a it was a perfect game. I, I think you've got to beat what's in front of you. And I think I liked the fact that we were compact. We saw last week with the 4-2-3-1, we weren't. And I actually will bring up uh, the sort, sort of the shape here, Rob. So let's talk about it. And when you're having a look at Manchester United's shape, much more compact. Um, obviously, you can see where um, we attacked the most, which is obviously down that left-hand side. Not surprisingly, and we will talk about Wan-Bissaka and Shaw later. But um, when you talk about going back to basics, I think that's what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did yesterday. He was, uh, you know, we were strong at the back. We're no, not too much space between the lines. We were um, better in possession, I think. So all in all, you know, it was more of a job, get the job done. We did that. But they were, they were a really poor side as well. You have to admit that. Really poor. And 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 it did help United. Like, I don't want to downplay the victory at all. 3-0 uh, United were, were comprehensively the better team, I think, compared comparing both 
together, certainly in their systematic values. One thing I don't like about this is actually how close that system is. You know, that system is about United not being able to pass the ball. So what do you do? You close down the spaces because you can't play 10-yard balls, you play five-yard balls. Also, one thing about that shape, and you can see there, and he was excellent yesterday, is Varane. Varane effectively is playing a sweeper role there, you know, in the middle of a three. It's allowing um, Lindelof and Maguire to step out a little bit to close the space down. United are kind of cutting down uh, the gaps between defence and midfield and midfield and attack. So you can see there that it's kind of very compressed. That's not a bad thing because you're playing a low block. You expect to see that. And I think you can even see there in the shape that Ronaldo is significantly ahead of everyone else there in his average position, his starting role. But then you've got Cavani literally holding hands with someone. So there's 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 still a spacing issue there, but this was what it was designed to do. They're designed here to kind of absolutely suffocate anything Spurs could do. And that's not a bad thing. As you just said there, you play what's in front of you. But is this really a shape that we want to see going forward? It was very, very Mourinho. This is the kind of shape he tried to play in year three because things weren't working. You know, he he wasn't finding any progressive ways. And he was getting everything tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter because he's trying to save his job and not lose games. And that's what it felt like yesterday watching the game. I didn't feel that United had overt control or it was great football or it was stuff that, you know, again, the tick box exercise of seeing all the great stuff that you want to see. But it worked, and it worked because they played a poor opponent that couldn't pick them apart. If they play this system against City, would I be confident that it's really going to work because it worked so well at Tottenham Hotspur? Absolutely not. And another thing to add, Rob, we will talk about later with Ronaldo, but uh, it was very clear why Oli did go for Cavani, and I agree with you how close they were together. This system really did mask Ronaldo's off the ball, I'm going to say that in air quotes because it's been spoken about a lot, off the ball sort of, uh, let's say, lack of industry. Well, on the ball, you know, he was he was, he was was very good yesterday. I was very impressed. But we've got another graphic here up on the screen. And guys, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We want to try and get this podcast out to as many people as possible. But on the screen here, Rob, we have on the right-hand side, we have Manchester United set up 3-5-2. It's the heat map. Um, and you can see on the left-hand side, it was the 4-2-3-1 last week versus Liverpool. Now, I'm going to say something because I think that... Uh, People might disagree with this, but I don't see Oli sticking with the with the three at the back. I think he will revert to four two three one and will, will revert to type. But I think one of the issues that remains with that, and you can see on the heat map on the left hand side, is look at that gap where Ronaldo's standing. We we discussed that last week. On the right hand side, I'm still not particularly uh, pleased with how that that looks, but it is a lot better. There's a more balance to it. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this? Because United were better off the ball, but again, as you mentioned earlier, and I do agree with this, United were more in a more in a low block against a side where they just had to get the victory, and they did, and, and they did it well. Well, they're both horrible heat maps. First to start off with, the Liverpool one being just a mess, really, in terms of the separation between the team, and the second heat map, you can kind of see how how deep this system is and where they kind of sat. <sighs> It, it, it's not ideal. Like you just said there, you think he will ret- revert to type. I really don't think he will. I think he's going to persist with three at the back now because yesterday he changed something fundamental with his philosophy and his outlook. 
and that was he took a uh, took a forward out of his play or an attacking player out of his play from his four two three one, and he stuck it in defence. So I've got no issues with three centre backs ever. I think three four three can be a progressive system. You can play a little bit of low block. You can come out. You can play a little bit of counter attack. You can play possession football. But the problem with say United playing under Ole or in this in this shape is that it's going to be weighted too deep all the time. So this is kind of what you see. You didn't see the centre-backs be particularly pro- progressive yesterday. You know, there needs to be times where in that three that the one of those centre-backs step out. Now, you mentioned Luke Shaw. Um, Luke Shaw was penciled in to play in that back three yesterday. The reason why he didn't was that Varane was past fit and United made that call to bring Luke Shaw out. And we've heard that specifically from the club. So that's not a surprising thing. But you also need Luke Shaw in the wing-back position. So people say about Tellez playing it. Tellez will definitely suit a 3-5-2 much more than he does a back four. We know that he can't really do the back four duties. But this heat map does show again that there are kind of holes. You know, it's not a perfect system. And there were times, especially in the second half, I think when Tottenham got their foot on the ball, that they made two passes and they were on the back three or the back five. That didn't make me feel particularly good. It wasn't a, a kind of low block that was infallible. Spurs didn't get the shots off, but I think that was also about Spurs' personality on the football pitch. Absolutely, Rob. And uh, we're going to move on now to the defence. And we're going to talk about Luke Shaw and Aaron Rambasaka because clearly in a, in a 3-5-2 or a 3 at the back, very key positions on the pitch are the wing-back positions. And uh, again, this is this is from uh, SofaScore. So, guys, make sure that you do check out some of the statistics there because there's some really interesting ones. But when you look on that left-hand side, Rob, you see how how much Shaw was getting up and down. I mean, look, that's where we want to see Luke Shaw, don't we? He was doing this last season in the back four. Very progressive, getting up and down. He hasn't done that this season. I don't know whether there's a little bit of a hangover from the Euros. I don't know whether he's not fit. We just haven't seen that. And it's a big part of why Manchester United have been struggling this season is the fact that on that left-hand side, Maguire and Shaw have been so shaky. I mean, they're not foundations to be building off if you want to challenge for titles. But you look on that left-hand side, I mean, Shaw was getting into great areas, especially, uh, you know, up the pitch. Then you have Wambasaka though, but it's, it's a contrast because Wambasaka was almost playing more as a, as a right-back in a much more defensive position. Wambasaka had a decent game yesterday. I thought he was good. I don't think he was outstanding, like I've seen comments about him. But when you have a look at this system and say, you're saying Oli will most likely persist, persist with this. I think the system fits the squad nicely. I agree with you, a 3-4-3. Three, three. I'm not sure about a 3-5-2. But you need then in this system, and Chelsea showed it yesterday against Newcastle. They showed it also under Conte when he was there and won the title. You need to have your fullbacks or wingbacks providing attacking threats. And if your right-hand side isn't doing the same as what the left-hand side is doing, it's going to drop back into a defensive system. And if you're playing McFred in front of them as well, Rob, I do worry if there's no natural wing play or no natural creativity apart from Bruno Fernandes on the pitch. United are going to be a bit of a difficult watch and they're going to be a bit more, a bit more pragmatic rather than progressive like we want them to be. Yeah, this is a brilliant graphic because it, it, it really does show maybe the two differences of United's flanks. Now, before the game, Ole specifically cited that he was going to play wing backs. So it's not something he normally does. He doesn't normally he kind of doesn't talk about double pivots or wing backs or systems in that way. But he said straight away, you know, my wing backs. He kind of referred to them as that. So that's obviously what Luke Shaw and Aaron Saka were tasked to do yesterday. But when you look at this graphic, what it shows is the average positions of each player. So you've got everyone there. And then you kind of see where they really operated with the heat. So you can see that Luke Shaw, that he's up and down that whole left flank. And that's a proper wing back heat map. 
left back to the left of the centre back to the left of the midfield to the left of the attack and then on the edge of the box it's a kind of 100% progressive fullback heat map on the right hand side of Aaron Wan-Bissaka there's no doubt that Aaron did get further up the pitch and I think certainly in the first half he was breaking the lines and that was good and he gave that extra width but you can actually see with the heat and where he operated he could literally just be, you know, hugging and kissing Lindelof. That's how close they are, you know, in terms of their position. Now, Wamataka's slightly in front of him, advanced. You'd expect that from a win back. But the idea there is that he's closing that channel down. Now, that's kind of the channels that you'd expect maybe Son to go and exploit or more or someone like that, even Harry Kane go and dropping in there. So he's in there more as a defensive function, but it's very unbalanced. You can see that on the left, there's progressiveness there with Luke Shaw and, and the shape and average positions. And Wamsaka's average position is not bad, but you can see where he's operating in. He's op basically operating as a right back. So you, th this is why I said it was a low block, and this is why I said it was five at the black, uh, back so often because there was no there was no kind of point when Tottenham had the ball for United maybe to press out a little bit or address, come and get the ball maybe the halfway line and go and play on the counter. That really wasn't what it was. It was more of a case of sit deep, sit deep, sit deep, tackle, get the ball, and then maybe try and, you know, work your possession through. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think Wamasaka had a good game, not an outstanding game. Again, I've read that Wamasaka was outstanding. He just simply wasn't. I think Luke Shaw was really, really good. What I'll say about Shaw and Maguire this year is that both played through the summer, and both started the season with injuries. So I'm willing to kind of step back and say that two players that were outstanding last year, that this year they're not as good because they've had those injuries, they've had to deal with them. Certainly Maguire as well is still playing on, on an empty gas ta you know, tank. He's not really the Maguire that he was last year. I think it's difficult for him to replicate that. Plus United now changing the system, so that also hurts players. But this system will benefit the win-backs. You know, if you're going to play any variation of 5-3-2, 3-4-3, anything around that, a Conteism system, or even Brendan Rodgers plays this system with three at the back, you're going to benefit your wing-backs. And I think, yes, so we saw that both with Shaw and with Wambasaka. Absolutely. And just to credit Cantona Collar as well, he's the one that sent me this graphic today. So uh, thanks very much for that. Rob, I would like to add as well, uh, before we have a look at Ethan Laird, because I think it's very interesting to see how progressive he is on that right-hand side. And I think he could definitely be an option if United are looking to play this long-term. But something to do to add as well, that what Manchester have lost so much this season, apart from the defensive solidity we saw from Maguire and Shaw on the left-hand side, Maguire was probably one of the best in Europe at carrying the ball into midfield. He's a great progressive carrier. We, we crunched the numbers at the end of last season when we compared him to Varane. That's something Maguire did so well. United have lost that completely. And we know that United had right-hand side problems in terms of attack, the imbalance that we've seen. And the left-hand side, we've been predominantly going down the left-hand side. The left-hand side hasn't functioned either. So it's no surprise that Manchester United's attack this season has been has been so poor. But I am going to bring up the Ethan Laird graphic, and this is a fantastic one. And when I saw this this morning after Cantona Collar did send this to me, I was uh, I was very impressed with what I saw. And I, and let's say Manchester United don't go and get someone like Trippier, like who they wanted in the summer. And I like Wambasaka, but I don't think that going forward he's he's I don't think that he's going to be the long term solution in my opinion. I think he does some good things defensively. He still has his lapses. But if United go to a three four three or a three five two. Look at Ethan Laird's heat map. It's it's stunning. Look how he gets into the box as well. He's gonna he's gonna overlap. He's gonna get the ball. He's gonna put it into the box. He's gonna be a threat going forward. 
I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Because he is very highly rated. He's had some terrible injuries, but he was the one always, and we saw Williams break through, and I don't think Williams has a long-term future in Manchester United. But Ethan Laird was always the one in the academy, I remember, as the lad that's going to go the furthest. And uh, if he can keep fit, I would really, really like to see someone like him playing as a wing-back in a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2. Well, this is what he is. So this heat map shows what he does, and that is he's going to give you width, He's going to give you movement up and down the pitch. He's going to give you value in the final third. He's also going to do his job defensively. If you're going to play three at the back, and this is a long-term thing, and this is how Ole has suddenly changed his philosophy on the game, which I don't think he has, but I think he's backed into a corner to play this system, then certainly Ethan Laird gives you that option. Um, I'm not as down on Wan-Bissaka as what you're saying there. Like you're saying, they're when we say these things about is someone a long-term option, They've got to go and prove it. You know, you've got to play the game and prove it. So we saw Wamsaki yesterday played okay in this system. So he might actually improve. So I'm willing to give him that time. But I also think that if you want someone to back up there, that someone like Ethan Laird, you know, for what he does, what he's doing at Swansea, bring him into the system, bring him in, you know, bring, give him games, you know, see if he can do it in training better than Wambasaka. Because that's the only time you're going to learn it. You know, it's the only way you kind of get the system down and 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 work make these things really work. For me, I still think that Ole would love to play 4-3-3, but I think he's probably now completely lost confidence in doing that in the, in the short term. But this certainly shows that Ethan Laird uh, proves that Manchester United have already got a ready-packed wing-back in their squad. Yeah, you could say that Delo might like this shape as well on that side. But for me, I think Ethan Laird's the guy who's actually got the talent. And the age factors on this side, Rob. I like I like Trippier a lot. I really wanted us to, to sign him in the summer because I think he would have helped Oli massively in, in playing 4-3-3. But when you are looking at uh, the sort of price value as well, United have a ready-made replacement. Uh, Rob, look, this is uh, United's attacking stats, but I want to talk about the midfield first. And let's talk about it. There's a question here saying progressive, 3-5-2, Luke Shaw in the back three, Tellers higher up. And maybe just either Fred or McTominay with either Pogba or Van der Beek. So let's talk about that midfield because it was uh, no surprise to see McFred. Uh, that's Ollie's preferred midfield partnership. And you're having a look at Paul Pogba. He didn't play. Matic didn't play. I, I do think that when you've got three at the back, you can actually afford to drop one of McFred and uh, bring someone in who's a bit more progressive. That is my worry because when you're having a look at it, when we did drop back into that you know, 5-4-1, 5-3-2, at times I was looking at it and thinking almost seven defensive players across the pitch. United can play a progressive system like this, but I do think that if they want to do that, one of McFred might have to drop out. And with that protection behind, Paul Pogba could probably do a job in that midfield. Definitely. And and this is the whole thing about the merits of 3-5-2 or 3-4-3. And this is why I was talking about it so much last week. Um, when you look at why Ole made this selection, there were kind of reasons for and reasons against why he did it. Big reason, Paul Pogba is not available. So you can do something different. Uh, other big reason is that you need width. You need to get your fullbacks higher up the pitch without vacating the space behind. And the other reason is that you're conceding lots of goals. So you put another centre back in there. So this is kind of partly why he went with this system. Now you're saying there, the, the question was about a progressive 3-5-2. What we saw yesterday was definitely not a progressive 3-5-2. It was a low block version of 3-5-2. And what it was really doing was to get Cavani and Bruno also behind the ball. So that to me doesn't, you know, I don't get excited about that. You know, I think I think there are times when you're going to have to do it and you're going to have to do it against Man City in the next game. And if you play this system against Atalanta, you might have to do it in Atalanta. But is this something that Ole 
is going to be able to develop to become a winning system with what he's got? Well, potentially, yes. But what does that really mean? Well, it means that Mason Greenwood plays a lot less games. It means that Jaden Sancho might as well go back to Bruce Dortmund. What's the point of having him at the football club if you're playing this system? Donny van der Beek could play in that central position there, but I do not believe for one second that Ole's going to vacate space by playing him in there and taking out one of McFred. I also said last week that with McFred, that even in a 3-5-2, you still need that solidity and they still need to go and fight for the ball. So lots of people are patting Scott McTominay on the back yesterday. I think he had uh, uh, 11 um, uh, address situations where he won the ball back, which is cool. Great. Well done. That's your job. But it wasn't progressive. There was nothing progressive about it. It was just a low block. When you're in a low block, everything is tighter. You can do your defensive work more. And then what do you do? You're relying on individual brilliance at the other end of the pitch. And when you think about United's opening two goals, that's what that was. A worldie ball from Bruno over the top and Ronaldo doing what Ronaldo does. Fantastic strike. And then the second goal was about the two strikers at the top end being able to link. Great pass by Ronaldo to put in Cavani. Great finish. But again, it's done on individual talent. It's not a systematic thing that you went and scored three goals through your attacking merit of your system. So I think this is why it doesn't sit well with me. I'm glad we won because I always want United to win. And I think it showed that Ole does have tactics. You know, people say he has no tactics. It's just choosing the right tactics at the right time. I just wonder now when you kind of look at the shape, whether he's just going to kind of sit on this for a few weeks because... You know, it's better to be safe than sorry. And I think that, you know, if he loses badly to Man City, he's almost definitely he's back to where he was yesterday before the football match. My concern, Rob, is that this is Oli saving his job sort of scenario now. So, and that's fair enough, by the way. He wants to keep his job. So he's going to, I don't think that he's going to risk. I don't think the whole idea of the 4 3 3 and playing Sancho, that's, that's out the window now, in my opinion. It's all about keeping the job, keeping it tight. And uh, for me, that's that's not a long-term sustainable solution. As you mentioned, individual brilliance. I absolutely agree. I mean, what a goal. What a pass by Bruno. I mean, Bruno is the most creative player, created the most chances in the Premier League, Premier League out of any other player, which is really interesting, Rob, because he's someone that, you know, hasn't been particularly good, I think, this season. You know, he's, he's especially off the ball, he's kind of not been disciplined enough. I think on the ball, he, he's creative, but he does give the ball away a lot. He has not been sort of stellar Bruno we've seen over the last season and a half. But when I'm having a look at this side now, I just see a go from game to game solution, which is, I think, what Oli's going to do. And that, for me, doesn't instill me with confidence. I'm not trying to put a downer on it. It was a, a very good victory against a side who are, who are struggling as well. El Sakiko, as they called it, between Nuno and between Oli. But I do have real concerns because I don't think that this is going to be... We're not talking of like a Conte 3-4-3. This is Oli doing what he's got to do to get the results. And it, it's going to be a bit of a slog, I think. It's interesting to see what happens against Atalanta. It's interesting to see what we happen, what happens against City. As you said at the beginning of the show, we're not going to have the same sort of, uh, I think, respite against Manchester City that, uh, as we did against Tottenham yesterday. No, we won't. And it, and it certainly wasn't a similar... It wasn't a, a Rodgers 3-5-2 either. So it wasn't a, a progressive system where your you wing-backs are really high and then say you release someone like Madison to go and play um, and join the attack. I think when you looked at how United set up yesterday with that 3-5-2, um, it was very much, for me, watching it and assessing it, uh, a kind of 7 
at the back system. It was about that low block. And it really did give me those kind of Mourinho feelings. And what I said with the Mourinho time before when, before he got sacked was that when it's disciplined and you play it and you win, you say you win 1-0 or 2-0 or whatever, no one can really question it. We can't really question this from yesterday. We really can't. You win the game, you win it 3-0. There are other factors there. You just talked about Bruno's performances. This allowed Bruno to go and create more, but he still worked. He was part of that system to, to defend, and so was Cavani. But I don't think you can base a title challenge on one guy because this system is about Ronaldo. It's about letting Ronaldo go and play in the box. Now, that's fine for certain matches, you know, where you set up and you you have to play on a counter. But this wasn't counter-attack football. This was plugging gaps. And this was this was safety first. So, you know, we talk a lot about the United way and we've been debunking that over the last week or so. This was the least United way set up performance you're ever going to see. We're not talking about 4-4-2 when we talk about the United way. We're not talking about Ferguson football when we talk about the United way. The United way is to attack, attack, attack. That's what we sing in the stands. Well, yesterday, United had 10 shots on goal. They had four on target and they scored three. So that's a good set of metrics. But United usually matches have 18 or 19 chances in games. That's the Man United I want to see. I want to see United creating chances, but with also not giving up not giving the ball away, not allowing the defence to be exposed, not letting your wing-backs just kind of sit in wrong areas. They're the things I think that need fixing. They're more long-term fixes. Do I think Ole can fix them? Unfortunately, I still think the answer to that is no. Yeah, my, my view has not changed, unfortunately, Rob. Uh, again, you've got to enjoy those moments. You've got to enjoy the victory for what it was. But I don't think that, uh, you know, long-term much is going to change. But you have to, you have to also say, you know what, well done, Oli. Well done, lads. Good, good spirit to come back, you know, after a 5-0. Kept a clean sheet. That's positivity. But I do want to talk about the attack. And one of the biggest concerns for me, Rob, is the 73 million man right winger, the player that you spent two years chasing, Jane Sancho. And maybe you can bring in Marcus Rashford into this and um, Mason Greenwood. There is ability for Oli to rotate Ronaldo and Cavani. You can maybe play Marcus and you can play uh, Mason up top. My only concern with that, and I'll tell you what my concern is, if the system's so built around Ronaldo, which it is, is that I think Ronaldo benefits from playing off someone like Cavani, who's more of a natural player that will hold the ball up. You know, we saw that at Real Madrid where Ronaldo really thrived because Benzema was almost, you know, a player that he could play off. I think Cavani is that sort of similar player. When you look at Marcus and Mason, I don't think that's their game. And so I'm not sure how that synergy works. The other thing I do want to add as well with Mason Greenwood, uh, sorry, with uh, Jane Sancho is that you sign him and you wanted to play on the right wing. We understand we had injuries on the on the left-hand side with Marcus. And you underst I understand that Mason was in such good form. But how many times has he played on that right? At the end of the day, the, the squad was meant to be built around the fact he'd be on that right-hand side. Mason was probably going to be the number nine. Marcus on the left-hand side. Look, things change. Ronaldo's come in. But you're building everything around Ronaldo now. I'm just really concerned because we're having this issue where it's almost maybe even a Donny van der Beek situation. It comes from a club with a really well-defined system, a really, really um, well-coached sort of, uh, you know, unit. And you've come into a system which is uh, a bit ragged, not very well-defined, um, all over the shop. Then results haven't gone your way. Oli's going to re revert to type, be a bit more solid. Jen Sancho is not going to get a look in. And I'm a little bit concerned about that. In a 3-4-3, and we will talk about Conte's 3-4-3. Jen Sancho can definitely thrive in that with these forward players. But I don't see Oli doing that. I see the 3-5-2, keeping it tight, compact. And as you said, it's not the United way. Well, you've basically now got the moment in 
Van der Beek and Sancho to uh, a collective of £100 million worth of substitutes you're not going to use. So that's not good business. That's for starters. I think when you look at the system of what Ole's had last year, United last year came second in the league. They got to European final playing 4-2-3-1 and a double pivot. Now, the double pivot isn't particularly attractive to a lot of United fans, but it works and it also allows you to have four players going forward attacking. And that four players gives you fluidity. You know, that's why Rashford will thrive in that system. That's why Greenwood thrives in that system. Even Martial is more suited to playing that system. You had Cavani coming last year to kind of add experience up top to give you something off the bench. Now, you bring in Jadon Sancho, as you said there, rightfully, to come in and play on your right-hand side, but he can play right and left. I've got no issue where he starts. The problem now with this system, with the 3-5-2, is that he just will not start. He will not start. There is no way you can play him in this system unless you get injuries. So if you get injuries and you want to play maybe a, a kind of number 10, and Bruno breaks his leg, then you might see that Jaden gets the nod and Jaden has a kind of more of a free reading role in the centre. Or you might find that there will be games where Ole does go 4 3 3 and then Jaden will get given the nod. But in this 3 5 2 shape, Sancho is not going to play on the right. He's just not. It's not going to happen. He's not going to become a wing back. He's not going to kind of uh, change his game stylistically completely to fit this. And that is a problem. So I think this is kind of where we are with the, with the whole project. Is that last year you felt you were getting really close to City and you went and bought the two players in the two positions you really needed, a centre-back and a right-winger. And then you went and bought a player for two years who is a legend of the football club, who's going to sell you lots of shirts and rightfully has scored 750 goals in his career and is a worldie and one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. And then you rip up all of your tactics. I don't feel good about that. As a United fan, and watching this project evolve over three years and there's been lots of hiccups, I don't like it that we're now at this stage and this is where we are. Now, I get that he had to do it. I've seen, again, a lot of people on Twitter today and this morning saying, well, you know, people mock Ole when he shows he's got tactics and then they say that you've got a, a build and you've got to this game and you change things because it's all going wrong and now you're still mocking him. It's not about mocking anything. This is about what do you fundamentally want to do in football matches? And Man United bought those two players before Ronaldo because they wanted to do something that they've been developing for two or three years. And it is gone overnight. You, you buy Ronaldo, you realise you can't play Ronaldo in that press. It doesn't work. So what do you do? You change the other 10 outfield positions to fit the one at the top. That's not great. That's not great. And this is what happened to Juventus. Juventus did exactly this. It, when, when it got to a point with Juventus after two to three years where they were like, this is not sustainable because the whole team is compromised by this one guy, then they changed it. Of course, if you do play the system, play 3-5-2 going forward, I think Ronaldo scores lots of goals. I think he'll score lots of goals. And any Ronaldo fan will not, you know, will be there with their chest puffed out on social media telling you how great Ronaldo is. Well, we don't need to hear that. But can you win trophies playing this system like this with a low block? I just think the answer is no. I agree with that, Rob. And uh, well, there's a question here. I mean, we're going to bring up Conte because I think, you know, 
they have to play, you have to bring up the three three at the back because if Conte does come in, that's what he's going to play. This is his one at Inter. He played a three more of a three five two. They are three four one two with Latora and uh, Lukaku up top. But Manesh is asking here, what if he sticks three at the back and converts to three four three? It's definitely possible. Then you're going to see Jadon Sancho, and we'll bring up the Chelsea team because I think that's more what's what what would fit this United squad and maybe something Conte would play. But my my biggest concern, Rob, this isn't. This isn't Oli's preferred system. It's 4-2-3-1. We've seen that for the last three years. He's played three at the back sparingly, and it's worked well. It worked well against PSG. One of my favorite performances, actually, under Oli, where uh, Tellez made his debut and was fantastic. We saw Marcus with the double. But this isn't Oli's preferred system, so I don't have the faith that he's going to coach this as well as someone like Antonio Conte, if Antonio Conte was to come in. When you're having a look at this 3-5-2 here with uh, Inter, so obviously it's Lukaku and Latoro up top. So Oli will then go for Ronaldo plus one more. And the one that fits the most, you can even argue, Rob, that Martial might fit. And I think Martial's probably over, but Martial might fit that better than someone like Mason or, or for Ronaldo or Rashford because of the fact that Martial is quite good at his link-up play. Not saying Martial's better than Mason and uh, Marcus, but that's that's the way I'm thinking. When I'm looking at the fullbacks here, uh, the wingbacks here as well, Perisic and Hakimi, you're not going to see Sancho there. Sancho shouldn't play there. You might see Marcus there under Conte, and I've seen a lot of people get annoyed about that. But, you know, we saw in the 3-4-3 at Chelsea, Moses was, wasn't was playing as a wing-back. He was almost a winger. And then you look at that midfield as well. I mean, look, this was um, there's a lot more quality in that midfield than Manchester United's. But I don't see Oli playing a, a Matic, a, let's say a Pogba or a Van der Beek and, and a Bruno. So when you look at what Conte was doing, this is much more progressive than what Manchester United were doing. It, it just feels like we've gone a certain way with Oli. And yeah, the, the project is dead now. We said this last week. And now he's just trying trying to get results game by game. And that's fine because you've got to protect your job. But when I look at that, I wasn't in, I wasn't inspired. And I think a lot of people will be surprised that we're sitting here. We're not being negative because it's a good victory, but I'm not inspired that when you look at, because Oli's not going to go 3-4-3. Three, three. I'm going to get the Chelsea graphic up. He's not going to do that. And that's an attacking side. You look at Lonzo and Moses. You look at Hazard, Pedro and Costa. Oli's not going to do that. And for me, that's a concern. Yeah, that's the Chelsea system that, that Conte used um, to win the Premier League. And the reason why you played that system was to allow Hazard to have as much influence as possible. But look at that central midfield of Matic, who's like prime Matic we're talking about. Matic kind of a few years younger and the best all-round defensive midfielder in the world and still is in Kante. So you can base your systems around your big pieces. You know, you can't base it around one player, but you can base it around three or four. I'm all right with that because that that tells you what you want to do. Now, if we can flick back, Haydar, can we go back to the intergraphic? Because I think it's interesting to see what he played last year and I think what he would do at Man United almost immediately. So you look at this 3-5-2 and... Let's just look at the pieces very, very quickly in terms of individuals, but then compare them to United. So the three at the back there, kind of obvious what he played. Who would you play now? I think he's more likely to play Varane, um, uh, Maguire, and then probably one of the fullbacks like Shaw or Wambasaka in there to keep it tight. But then you see what's in front of him, and this would be the issue at United, if, that, say, Ole continued doing this in this system of 3 5 2 is that you look at the middle there, what, what Inter were doing with those three, and then you compare what United's three would probably be. It would probably be Pogba starting and some capacity, but we know that Pogba has certain deficiencies and does certain things, other things well. But at the moment, if you were doing it today in training, it's probably Matic and McFred as your three in there, probably. Or you're going to find a way to not play a defensive midfielder, you allow one of the guys to drop back, and then what you do, you play Bruno 
at the top of it. So it's still 3-5-2 in essence. Then you look at the front two. You look at Latoro and Lukaku. That's a bit of partnership built to have variation, to let you do lots of different things. Cavani and Ronaldo with a combined age of about 150 does not give you that. Just does not give you that. What it allows you is that Ronaldo can stand still when he wants and it allows Cavani to screen behind you. Now, I don't know any teams that win that have two strikers and one of them screens behind the attacker just to be their partner. So this is the issue, is that when Cavani is not playing games now, I think United's attack is going to look pretty poor because it's going to be really hard for Martial to do that job. Really tough for um, for both Rashford, for Sancho maybe to do it. Um, Greenwood, I don't know how he works in this system, but it's all about one bloke who's 36 years old. It, it, it gets you through a short-term period of putting out fires, but this is not a system for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to develop. But I think he'll stick with it because I think he's got to save his job. I, I even think he might be thinking rest of this season. He now might be thinking 3-5-2. If I can get top four, I'll probably save my job and I don't get sacked. But Conte's 3-4-3, 3-5-2 variation would be very different in terms of its outlook and its progressive nature. And it would be there to go and win titles. I think that's the difference um, as it stands. It worked for one game against a bad Spurs team, but the jury is out and will it work against Manchester City? City have just lost a game, played poorly against Crystal Palace, a good Crystal Palace team who are progressive this year, playing progressive football, and it, it undid City. City are now not going to be a very happy organisation. They're going to be coming to Old Trafford and they're going to want to put their foot on the game and stamp their authority on it. I just don't know if United could do I think United are basically going to play nine at the back. I think that's what they're going to do against City and it's going to be a super low block and it's going to feel very Mourinho. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Rob. And before we wrap up, you know, there's a lot of concern about Jane Sancho and we, we've established that. And I do think this is a th problem because a lot of people are saying, well, Oli's played... Three, three, five, two. You know, it's similar to Conte's. They're completely different, Rob. Conte's not going to set up a seven at the back. Very progressive. And this is the point where, when when I say this, three at the back is a good fit for this squad. When you look at the midfield quality, you know, midfield lack of quality. Let's say. Um, I also, I'm saying that you know, if it's taught and coached to a high standard, this Manchester United team could do it really, really well. I'm going to bring the Chelsea graphic up again. Um, Rob, because I think this is what Manchester United will look to play more. Should Conte come in? Obviously, Oli's still in the job, but we've got to look at contingency plans as well. But there is a good comment here from Hello Rob saying, I want to read it out. I don't believe that Ronaldo coming to United had anything to do with Oli. His system was working quite well. He's got great players in Varane and Sanchez summer. How he would have gone for a defensive midfielder. Um, and I'm going to bring up this one as well because it kind of adds to Ronaldo. Point. By the way, my view on Ronaldo, and you know, I, you guys all know I adore Ronaldo. I don't. Th I think Ronaldo has disrupted the the project, but I do think that as a manager at Manchester United, you've got to find a way for make it to make it work. I think it can work, Rob, in the three four three. I think United could still play Sancho and Rashford, and they could play Mason in this as well. The main night could still be very, very, very good. Ronaldo could be a great part of this of this uh, puzzle. Let's say. But I think right now under Oli, I don't see him having the tactical now to make it work. And, and unfortunately, we're seeing someone like Sancho not get game time. And Mason, who's been fantastic this season, was on the bench. And that concerned me. Um, with a comment here saying, Rob, uh, it says, if, big if, Ole stays. 
playing the way he is to accommodate Ronaldo, does that mean that Norwegian striker is not going to join us this summer? I think we can absolutely rule that out, Rob. I do not see Haaland coming to Manchester United. Um, whether Oli's here or not, I just don't. Personally, I don't see it happening. You've got Ronaldo for two years. You've got Mason Greenwood, who I think in two years' time will take that number nine spot. And when we were talking about Rashford, a front three of Rashford, Mason and Sancho, I mean, that just... That is just one for the future. It's got so much quality and potential. The ceiling is so high. One, I do want to touch on Rashford really quickly, Rob, before we wrap up. I thought his, I think his finishing has been fantastic since he's come back. He looks really, really sharp. He looks like he's, he's got the bit between his teeth. He has to be one of the first names on this team sheet, whether he's playing in that front line in a three-five-two or a or a four-two-three-one. Rashford for me has to be starting every single week. Where do you start him in the three-five-two, Haydar? Well, he'll have to play up front with Ronaldo. But again, like I said earlier, I don't think I think Cavani and Ronaldo together for Oli works better getting more of Ronaldo than it would be Marcus and uh, and um, Ronaldo. Right. Let's be real for the end segment of the show. No one is starting up top at the moment except Cavani and uh, Ronaldo. That's what this system is built upon, those principles. But it's all there to be a fluffer system for Cristiano. That's what this is about. Now, you kind of said there, you know, it's up to Ole to find a system. That's what he did yesterday. He found a system that won you the game and allowed you to do it. But on the flip side, we're saying straight away that it's the wrong system. It's not the system we want to see at Man United. So it's all about one guy. Marcus Rashford is not going to play games in this system. He's not. He's not going to play. Jaden Sancho is not going to play. Mason Greenwood's not going to play. You just said there about those three guys that that's for the future. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not for the future unless you do it now. Unless you play it now and make it work and find your system around 4-2-3-1 or around that or 4-3-3, Jaden Sancho is not going to sit on his backside for a year, wait until Cristiano Ronaldo retires. So this is the problem that we're at. And this is the whole thing about the Riva Ronaldo side of it is that, yes, today you have to find solutions. But tomorrow the solution is without Cristiano. That's the truth. Yeah. And people don't want to hear that truth. But that is the absolute truth. This is going to be a cameo for him at the football club. And if Ole really is going to be the manager of long term, he now needs to find a way to get Cristiano out of the football club. Now, people are not going to like that because they want Ronaldo to stay and they love him and they went and bought the shirt. But the truth is that your system is broken because you bought a striker that you can't really use. You just said there about Haaland. I think that Ole, every day of the week, would trade Ronaldo tomorrow in football terms for Haaland because Haaland would allow him to play 4-2-3-1. The shape would be better. You would then play Rashford. You would then play Sancho. You'd get Greenwood in and out the team. And then you'd have this guy called Haaland who's a future worldie for 10 years. That is the way that Ole should be doing it. That's the progressive way. That's the correct way. The wrong way is doing being forced. And what Hele said there about Ronaldo is partially correct, is that if anyone says to you, we're going to give you Cristiano Ronaldo, and hey, we want you to win the title, as a manager, you have to kind of rise to that. But I don't think Ole wants to play any of these systems. It doesn't suit his style. It doesn't suit a lot of managers' style. I think Conte would come in, and I think if he said to Ronaldo, you're not going to run, mate, as my striker, Ronaldo won't play. Ronaldo's gone. So we, we're selling the merits this week of Conte. We've sold the merits of, of Brendan Rodgers. Neither of those two managers wants Ronaldo. They really don't. It would not suit the way that they want to play football. Now Ole's having to shoehorn that guy in the, in the attack because he's a legend, because he's the greatest of all time. But it's the wrong reason. And you'll find that there'll be plenty of games where Cristiano, even in a 3-5-2, gets isolated, doesn't run it, doesn't do what he does, might miss some chances. If he misses those chances in the box, no one else is getting chances. You're not creating for anyone else. 
you know, it's all about Ronaldo plus one, like you said it. And Ronaldo plus one does not work for me. It's not the football club I want to see built. You know, we've done this for three years trying to find a way. It'll be Ronaldo plus one against City because you've got to do it. You've got no choice. You don't want to get the sack. But Ronaldo plus one is not a philosophy. You know, Ronaldo plus one is just putting out a fire because you went and made the mistake of buying Cristiano Ronaldo. So we were all high on Ronaldo coming to the club and great. And he's going to score lots of goals this year. But he has effectively ruined your system and probably effectively ruined your chances of winning trophies. And he might even be the guy, reason coming in, of why the manager loses his job. Oh, it's a lot of things, isn't it, to, to unpack Haydar? You know, I'm not having it just because people love Ronaldo, that we've got to make the world work around Ronaldo. He'll do his job in the correct system, but it's not the correct system for this football club. And Ole's going to carry on playing free at the back and we'll see what happens. But Manchester City will be a very, very different opponent. And they're going to come to exploit that. You know, they'll come to exploit that 3-5-2. If you're not going to sit deep, they're going to play tiki-taka all the way along the front line. You're going to see Foden running lines and channels that we didn't see running yesterday. And they might bring De Bruyne back in. And Gabriel Jesus is playing really well. And I'm scared of them. I look at that and I think, mm, that I don't fancy that. I wasn't scared of Tottenham. And I don't think Man United was scared of Tottenham either. My final word, Rob, before we wrap up is that uh, I agree with that. But I will also say that ultimately as a manager... You know, you've got the play, you've got to make something, you've got to make it work. I don't think Oli has the tactical now and ability to do that. And unfortunately, I think ultimately he will lose his job as a result of Ronaldo joining, but also not being able to get the most out of him. But Rob, look, thanks for joining me as always, guys. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at TF Masterclass. Give myself a follow at Hader underscore Rabani. Give Rob a follow as well at underscore Rob underscore B. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you all next time. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.